Sisu means tenacity of purpose, bravery, and resilience, which is at the heart of Dr. J.L. Beasley's coaching business named Her Sisu. She created a journal of love to support survivors of abusive relationships, and you can find it on Amazon. To learn more, visit www.hersisu.com. That's H-E-R-S-I-S-U.com. Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I don't know what your favorite season is, but I love spring. I love this season of budding trees and delicious tulips and longer days and no more snow. Thank God, right? And also spring is the beginning of wedding season. And do you remember being engaged and shopping for all the things, the dress and the shoes and the jewelry and the veil and just so much more? And now after divorce, what do you do with it all, right? Do you do you pack it all away and store it in a box in the attic? Do you do you give it away? Do you trash your dress in a photo shoot, which sounds kind of fun and creative? Well, my guest, fashion designer EJ Griffin, all the way from Ireland, has some delicious out-of-the-box ideas on how you can crash your wedding dress and reimagine it and create a new look from your bridal attire after divorce. EJ has a very contemporary mindset around women's wear and loves to create pieces for all women who want to be unapologetic about how they dress. So spicy, I know she's going to have such great tips today. But before we hear from EJ on how you can create a new collection from your wedding wear, I need to ask her some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am especially excited to turn up the heat on this <laughs> dreary day here in Minnesota with my guest, EJ Griffin, all the way from Limbrick, Ireland. What's the weather like for you today? I hope it's not dreary and rainy like it is here. No, it's actually beautiful. Wanted to stay lighter and all that. It's I know you beautiful. are six hours ahead of me. So thank you for staying up late for this scrumptious conversation about being a wedding dress crasher. But before we dive into that, we're going to do our burning questions. Are you ready, EJ? Yes, I hope. Okay, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and these questions have been tailored just for you. On a scale okay. on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you enjoy cutting fabric? Ooh, I love cutting fabric. Say nine and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> the most satisfying part of designing a collection is? Drafted, pattern drafted. I love pattern drafting. How old were you when you created your first collection? I think I was um, 14. 14, <laughs> amazing. Working yeah. with your hands makes you feel? Mm, productive. What fabric is the most difficult to work with? Any silk fabric, it's very hard for me to work with because it takes a lot of time and patience is what sometimes I don't have. <laughs> Other than white, if you could wear a wedding dress in any color, what color would you pick? I'll go with black, actually. 
because I think I can, it's safe. I know black is safe, but it's something that people don't really associate with wedding black. Well, besides black, what's the most flattering color on any body type? I think hot pink. What's your form of self-care when you're under the stress of designing a collection? Cleaning. I love it. Reimagining yeah. reimagining a wedding dress is delicious because... Because you get time to play with it again. You know, recreate something, make something really fun. Well, we are going to talk about that soon today, but I want to hear a little <laughs> bit more. EJ, you started a collection, you, you completed a collection at age 14. That's incredible. So just, yeah. I'm sure the listener's curious too. How do you go about designing a collection? What's the process? Can you fill us in just for a few minutes? What do you mean when I first design or currently the way I design? What I'm curious to learn, so I'm a photographer, and so I love the creative process. So you have a vision, you know what you're mm-hmm. wanting to create, and then what do you do from there? Oh, yeah, it starts with an idea. So when you have an idea of something, say, you're like for myself, I get interested in something. Say, mostly I kind of get my ideas when I'm interacting with people, when I go out, when I see things that I know that people overlook, abstract things actually inspire me. So when I go out, I'm talking with people, sometimes my friends or anybody, a word that they could say could just spark my imagination. So what I do, I usually go out with my sketchbook. I have my phone and camera. I have my pencil. I have everything that I can even tape, a measuring tape is in my bag. So I love it. Whenever I got idea, I put it down, something that would make me remember if I can't do it at that moment. So from there, I grow my idea. I sketch, I develop pictures, I collage and draw, put it together. And then it's going to drafting. So all I do is through that idea, I put my paper down I put my blocks down the bodice block I start designing I design with um, a twirl which is a muslin fabric so I cut I sew it I fit it on my mannequin if it fits the first time it's just heaven for me so but if it doesn't fit I'll try it again so I do that I make sure that my fitting is right before I transfer to the real fabric and after my real fabric whenever I create a piece it's like a baby to me so I put it on I know I put it on first and the feeling that it gives me it's out of this world so I get my models to try it on and when they try it on if it's fine we do the changes and everything and we go then that's the sample done and the next thing is to do a photo shoot from a photo shoot you know you start drumming up the adverts and everything social media and all and all so from there you do your adverts and you know let you the customers know what sizes and when it's coming out and all that so it's quite a process but it's always a fun process for me so from beginning to end how long does it usually take Ooh, it takes a lot of time it all depends on how see, fashion is quite expensive you know when you have the money it goes really fast but if you're working alone like myself you know you everything you have to calculate and rethink about it before you actually put the scissors and cut so let's say if I'm creating a dress and I have everything, I'll probably say if the dress is not that complicated, it would be like five hours through and I have the pattern drafted and all. So it'd be um, five hours minimum to create a dress that is not so complicated. Wow, that seems fast to me. 
That's impressive. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, a professional. I, I appreciate that. But wow. Five hours. So how many pieces are in your current collection? I know you're dropping a, a new collection soon. Um, I have two, four, six. I have seven pieces at the moment. I have seven pieces. I have three dresses, two tops, and two jackets and a pant, I think. so. And who are you wanting to see your collection? Who is your target oh. audience? You know, someone like, um, let me use an example that everybody might know, Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, yes. I love her. Yeah, yeah. I love ladies that wear dresses and don't let the dresses wear them. Because I know some people tend to get really scared of color and I work with a lot of colors. So sometimes I do it in a way I mix my colors in a way that anybody that sees it would want to try it. So I love ladies that likes trying things that are out of the ordinary, that are already confident and all that, you know, and they're having fun and exploring and also I want to take advantage of that and introduce them to my world with colors and mixtures of textures of different types of fabrics and all that. So yeah. And that is why I was so drawn to your Instagram page because it is just <laughs> gorgeous and it's so colorful and vibrant. Well, I know you are going to add a lot of colorful ideas to today's conversation oh, on how we can reimagine our wedding dresses. Wedding dresses are something that we spend hours looking for and we invest so mm. much money into, and then they just Absolutely. end up in a box in the attic. And yeah. maybe if you stay married, you pull it out on your 25th or if you live to be you know, to your 50th wedding anniversary and you torture yourself to see if it still fits. But yeah. people who are divorced like me, I don't even, honestly, EJ, I don't even know where my wedding dress is. <laughs> where is it? I don't even know. <laughs> it's not on the radar to say the least. So I want to learn today, and I'm sure the listener is curious too, what can we do with these wedding dresses now that we're divorced? But why could it not be a, your wedding dress? Because of the amount of money you spent and time sourcing it out, you know, you could make it into an art piece. Ooh. You know, you have people, yeah, you have people, you could actually frame it, you know, even if you're divorced, but when you wore that dress, you felt like you were on top of the world, you know, just forget about the sad part of it of being divorced, but channel the energy on, okay, that day I felt like I was the only girl around, you know, frame it up and hang it up or do something to it, to something and frame it in a huge frame, keep it in the corner, people come and they see it as an art piece. I've never seen something like that before, but it would be something lovely for someone to that have. That would to actually do. be a really unique conversational piece, especially for someone yeah. who's divorced. But if you're not divorced, it'd be also just a lovely memento. Exactly. You know, say that moment that the person signed the divorce paper, what are you feeling at that moment? Get that dress, hang it up, pour paint in it, do whatever you want to do with, release your anger to it. And after that, stand back and look at it. Wow, I just created an art piece out of my anger. I'm going to frame this, uh, you know, hang it up somewhere in my house. Or aside from that, you could donate it. I know some people, they do donate it and they don't know where it goes to. Or you could actually, if you have kids, like in Ireland here, people do um, the christening, they do the confirmation, they do the Holy, Holy Communion. So you could actually use it, a piece of it for your da a daughter or son's um, baptism, get a tailor to cut off a piece of it and use it for baptism, or you could turn it into a communion dress. I've had some people bring their wedding dresses to me and I turned it into that. A lady brought a wedding dress and I think it was 30 years old in her attic for her daughter. And I made it into a beautiful, 
beautiful christening dress, you know, the stains, the white stains were still on it. And the white stains on it were a, a piece of something that happened so many years ago. She wasn't going to wash it. And I told her not to. It's just a reminder, you know, people ask and you show them, you know, and some people could turn it into a communion dress. Some people could, could turn it to, into a confirmation dress or a party dress. That's one other, other aspect that you can turn it into. So how would you reimagine a wedding dress into a party dress? I want to hear more about that. Make it sexy. How do you make a wedding dress sexy like that? I mean, my you know, wedding dress was not that sexy. It was very simple. You could take it to a tailor and make, tell them to make it, you know, cut it as low as possible. Ooh, and spicy. then have, yeah. And then have, do you remember um, a time when um, it was a big thing in the Hollywood that all the ladies, when they're on their red carpet, they stretch out the left leg and you could see the slit all the way. I think Angelina Jolie was known for that. There's no pose that she does without the long sleeve. There was a season that was the thing on the red carpet. Get your wedding dress, do it that and have it slit all the way to up your tie and then the other slit could come to the front. Like, who cares? You know? I'm divorced, I'm single, I'm here to have fun, let's go. <laughs> and then go to New York and just walk around. I'm like, where would you wear that dress? Ooh, I would have yeah. to find a creative place to wear that dress. <laughs> Not many places in Minnesota wear a dress like that, especially in I mean, the winter. It, touch, it doesn't have to be all slit. It could be a short shorts. Oh, cute. A romper that is short. A romper. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a little more practical. A drop shoulder, a drop shoulder puff sleeve romper. It's, oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. How do you, how do you dye a dress? Or would you take that to someone to do it for you? You could, there are um, fabric, um, dye but it depends on what kind of um, fabric the um, the wedding dress is made out of if it's a cotton fabric I'd say someone at home could do it on their own but if it's like silk duchess satin and stuff I'd say take it to a professional to dye it but I haven't seen a dyed um, duchess satin before I know there's some of them do come in color but say like a, a tie dye effect I don't think I've seen that I've seen a lot of beads put on it you could take it to a professional to get different types of beads on it. That's that I have seen, but dyeing it, it I don't think I have seen anything like that. But if it's a cotton, a cotton material, which takes dye really good, you could try that. But one other thing you could try on a satin would be use a fabric pen. Yeah, use a fabric pen, write things on it, draw things on it. It is your dress after all. So Empowering quotes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love that idea. That is really yeah. unique and clever. The art yeah. piece with some empowering quotes. I love that. Now, what about like the veil and the shoes and jewelry? Any thoughts around that? I'm not sure what really you can do. It isn't so much with a veil because a veil is not that well. It all depends. Some veil are like five to 10 meters long. When you think about the royals getting married, it could be like a long coat. I love a veil. I recently made a coat out of um, a tool fabric. Oh, interesting. You know, the same yeah, it could be something like that that you could just wear. I know it does nothing to you, but it's a statement on you. So you could use the veil and make like a very big 
poofy gathered jacket. It's light. So when you're wearing whatever you're wearing and you put on the, the veil, um, fa- the veil from your wedding dress, which has to be before you could do that, you need like four or five meters of it, which isn't, it isn't bad. You know, you could have the original piece and still buy more fabric to add to it. You know, it's like building a house and you're adding on to the house. So you have the original piece of the fabric and add more to it. You can add more and you can, you can always add more and always take out. That's one thing with, um, you know, wedding dresses that you want to revamp or something. So make a very big coat that you can wear around, you know, over something else that you're rocking with, you know. So a lot of people also consign their wedding dress. Do you have any creative yeah. ideas on what to do with a dress? If you don't want to recreate it for yourself, what you can do with it in general that isn't just keeping it in the attic? Um, an idea popped up earlier to me and um, I was thinking, no, I haven't seen it before, but it's just something. And I feel that it's really doable. And for those, I know some people, they do spend money to buy on their wedding dress. They pay thousands on it. And when it's done, it's done, like we've discussed earlier. So why don't it be a thing that someone that has paid so much or so little on a wedding dress have that wedding dress go around the world like say okay i have a wedding dress i'm divorced and i don't know what to do with this wedding dress i don't want to see it in my wardrobe anymore so i'll give it to my sister to say my sister is getting married in two years i'll leave it for her she'll take it and she'll wear it and i tell her look i'm giving this to you it's a beautiful dress when you finish i want you to look for someone that is having a wedding that you know or don't know and give it to the person for the person to wear it and pass it on. You know, even though it's, I know the thing about some people have the notion that, okay, a wedding dress that was worn um, by someone and the person got divorced. So I don't want the karma. It's a wedding dress. Sometimes we go to the charity shop, we'll goodwill shop and we pick up clothes. We don't know the history of that clothes. And you have to think about yeah, the clothes that we wear, we don't even know the history of the person that made the clothes. That's one thing. So why don't you say, okay, I'm going to take this wedding dress, but I'm going to change the sleeve up to make it mine. Or say, I'll take this bead off, I'll close this slit. You know, change something or take something out without destroying the whole um, wedding dress because it is going to someone else. So let's step, let's pass it around and see if we can, let's aim for a Guinness Book of Record and see how Ooh, far and I, love far, I know and how many countries that this particular wedding dress with every lady that gets it has to do like, like a record, a video. Let's do like a pass around country yeah, to like country. A, have, have the dress have an Instagram page. Yeah. And get followers yeah. and get hype. And that'd be a fun, yeah. that would be fun. That's so inspiring. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but don't make so much changes. If you're going to take it in, make sure you tell the tailor not to cut it, not to cut it off because you don't know the person that is going to wear it might next. need seam. Right. Yeah. So take it in, but don't cut the seam off. So when you finish, if you're giving it to the next person, write a note. All right. This dress was taken in. You know, you can take it to your tailor. Give let there be a specific instruction that all the ladies will have to pass around you know it would be wow i think i think it's a brilliant idea (laughs) Mm, inspired me because you know why reinvent the wheel i have a lovely dress it's very simple someone could bedazzle it up they could add sleeves they could make it a completely different dress and not have to spend as much money yeah exactly yeah like even i would feel good about it because someone else was using it on their wedding day that would make me feel happy yeah 
Did you know the act of writing allows an individual to release emotions, reflect, and ultimately heal? Dr. J.L. Beasley created a journal of love to support survivors of abusive relationships. Her coaching business is named Her Sisu. Sisu is a Finnish word meaning stoic determination, tenacity of purpose, grit, bravery, and resilience, which is at the heart of Dr. Beasley's work. A Journal of Love is available on Amazon.com. If you want support on your healing journey, visit www.hersisu.com. That's H-E-R-S-I-S-U.com. Like even if you're taking off something big out of the dress, have the tailor or the person, the seamstress, tell them, do not throw away that piece so you could attach it and, you know, write a note to the next person. If you need that piece, you can add it or take it away, but don't throw it away because you don't know what the next person is going to do with it. So I think it will be good. It will be a history, a Guinness Book of um, Record, I think. But... I know. So original. <laughs> I love that idea. What yeah. advice would you give to the listener who is maybe getting married for the second time mm-hmm. and doesn't want to do the traditional white dress black tux because he or she's they've already they've already done that yeah i know yeah well to me i'd say you've done it before the first time you followed every rules of wearing white you followed the whole laws around it second time around should be your i know the first time was your moment but this is the moment where you go like this is me i'm going to do whatever i want i'm going to wear a dress that my bum would be cut up open at the back <laughs> everybody's looking at my bum I don't care it is my turn the second time around I'm not going to do any traditional thing wear something that is so colorful that someone miles away could see you on it wear something that is so dark that people will go oh Jesus you know but you're still you don't care it is you're having fun the second time around so it can be so customized I love that I think if I was to get married again I would wear a real sassy jumpsuit like the Mm. color of the sweater I'm wearing right now with some amazing earrings yeah I have actually seen people on their first time getting married they wear something that is not white i was watching um there's a show here in uh, in ireland i think in uk as well i think they do it in america say yes to the dress oh yes you know that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i love watching it and there's a girl she like she came from money and she's getting married in dubai and she chose a red dress it's so red and so beautiful the first thing the mom said was no you know the mom rejected the dress but she kept trying and trying and trying all the white dress first her mind was made up so every other thing she's trying it's it's no good for her and she had to keep trying it and her mom had to give in but the red dress was the perfect dress for her i was so happy that she picked it it was bedazzled with jewelries embellished and oh it was so beautiful so big so long she had the attitude that okay i have the money and i am going to go wow so someone that is getting married the second time should feel like that i am going to go all the way out because i know where to cut the money i know where to pump in the money and all that so i think it's the energy that the person that is getting married the second time should 
you know if you want to wear a custom um very warm dress now you know what to do where to cut the money if you're being if you're managing your money cut the money and say i am going to spend money on very warm's dress i don't care <laughs> things like that you know what about the divorced dad like how can he jazz it up the second time around if he chooses to get married again or what can he do with his suit from his wedding that would be out of the box we can't forget about him poor dad poor husband says that much to do with your clothes <laughs> Can he put some rhinestones on it <laughs> i do i do see some of them they use their the pants are something that i know that they wear a lot because there are not much places that you could go with the three-piece suits and all that you know i know some people they just take out the the uh, um um what's the third one you wear inside um the vest the vest yeah sorry some people they don't use the vest after that so all they do is that they tend to change they wear the they go out they wear it a lot going out without a collar without a tie you know things like that there isn't much really you could do it's either you donate it or you keep it and just keep going to whenever you get an occasion oh yeah that dress that um trouser and three-piece suit that i have I'll go clean it up and I wear it again. You know, that's what they tend to do. They don't actually, do you know what? They don't really keep it in the closet like we do. Right. Yeah. Practical. They're so practical. Yeah. They wear it again. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. Exactly. They reuse it all the time. If they want to go to somewhere with friends or the wife or girlfriends or anything. They, all they do is, okay, if I can't wear the suit, maybe I'll wear the shirt, the shirt and, the, and the pants, you know, and put on a different shoe or put on, take out, put on the tie. They, they tend to rewear it compared to we women because where would you go? <laughs> you know, big, you can't go to a restaurant with a poofy dress that is a wedding dress without, you know, working it, turning it down or changing it up. What about jewelry? Can you imagine, can you reimagine what, what, how would you reimagine a wedding ring? Some people melt it down. Yeah. Some people melt it down and you could actually, but so it depends. It depends. I see some people actually take it off and they put it on. It depends on how sentimental it is for you. They take it up and they put it on their neck chain and have it as a bracelet. I have seen that happen before. And some people tend to melt it down because a cousin or uh, a cousin of mine, was she, well, it wasn't hers. Her grandfather gave her his wedding ring. So what she did was she melted it was real gold. She melted it and she created her own wedding ring from it. So you could recreate so, a different ring. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how real it is that if it's if you can melt it and create earrings or rings or a normal ring that is not a wedding ring, a wedding band and, you know, work with it and put stones on it if you want to. That's brilliant. I did an episode mm. about divorceries, EJ, and, and the premise is after your the anniversary of your divorce, you celebrate it like you would the anniversary of your wedding day. You celebrate, yeah. I was divorced this day. I'm going to celebrate my freedom. So it'd be interesting to recreate something from your wedding that now is just reflective of your new life, your new beginning with a ring or a dress or a jacket. I just love the idea. Yeah, exactly. That's where all the upcycle comes in, really, you know? So I say you still have that dress and you've upcycled it by changing it off. You could still decide to wear it to your divorce party. You could wear it to a friend getting married, even, you know, you could do anything with it. Just upcycle it and change it up and add things and take away things out of it, you know? Cut it, hem it, 
you know, do something rather than having a piece of cloth in your wedding dress, not a piece of cloth really sitting in your attic and the thousands you pay on it. If you can donate it, upcycle it and make it wicked. It doesn't have to be something that you can wear going out even. It could be something that you can make loads of clothes out of it and wear it at home. Make a top of pants out of it that you can use at home and make it an everyday outwear. It doesn't have to be an occasional um, wear, you know, so have fun with it, really. <laughs> I love it because you're reimagining what else Absolutely. it can be because life after divorce, for me, that's like, well, what, what is my life now? I'm going to reimagine a new life yeah. for myself. Why not reimagine my yeah. wedding dress or my wedding ring or my mm. wedding earrings? Yeah, that feels exactly. more empowering than just thinking of it and it, looking at those things and feeling sad. I'm feeling sad. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I say. No, like I said earlier, why not about the pouring something and, you know, don't hide it. Do something with it. Frame it up and do whatever it is. You don't need to hide it. Yeah, it, it did end great. So what? Don't leave it there. Do something with it and move on, you know, move on with your life and whatever. Do something that whenever you look back at it, you go, you, you know, there's always, it, it, there's always have to be a smile when you see it before you think about, oh, now I'm divorced, you know, just do something that makes you smile whenever you look at it and go, oh, well, at least I got this out of it. At least I made out this out of it. It's not just sitting in the attic, you know, and accumulating all the dust in the plastic bag or whatever bag it is. And so do something with it. Even with the shoes, it goes to the sense that the shoes are like, nowadays I see people, they don't even wear heels anymore. They wear sneakers. And after the wedding, they turn it as a regular sneakers. Think about shoes. You can always dye shoes. If it's a heel shoe, you can always dye it and change up the color and wear it as a normal shoe that you could go out with, just change it off. If it's a white um, shoe, it's something that you can wear all the time. If it's an ivory shoe, add, you, add even get someone, a shoemaker. If you have a jewelry from your tiara, add it to the shoe. Ooh, another yeah. great, delicious idea over here. Exactly. I live. Add it, take the jewelry from your tiara or your whatever, even in the, on the dress, take it up, put it on the shoe, or even make a bracelet, change something from, that you had in your head. Turn, you know, there's so many things, you know, it's just a matter of sitting and doing your research and see what speaks to you. And there's always someone there to sit, that could actually change it up for you. Your shoemaker could turn a jewelry, bedazzle your jewelry, your shoe with your wedding jewelries in any of your shoes, really. You know, it doesn't have to be the wedding shoe. You could say, oh, yeah, I have a shoe that I would love for someone to put the crystals from my uh, veil on that, you know, or make a lace out of my veil and <laughs> tie it on in my shoes and stuff like that. EJ, you have inspired me and I'm sure the listener to have <laughs> my own project runway moment with my wedding dress. So I will keep you posted. Now, how can the listener learn more about your collection and support your your designs? Well, my collection, really, I like having fun with colors. And I am originally from Nigeria. I live in Ireland. So what I do is that, um, first of all, I have a thing about Japanese style. So I think it's due to the way I'm everywhere and brought up. So I tend to infuse different cultures when I'm creating. So the reason why I use different um, textures and different um, ways of fabric when I'm creating. It's just the idea of um, a community coming together. So when you see my clothes, you know that it speaks about community, it speaks about people, because these are the things that um, 
I've been around not so much around different countries, but the things that I learn, I tend to put it together. And my dresses, my clothes, my pants, they speak, you could see my life in it, a story that I tell through my clothes. And uh, I would love the listeners to not be afraid of color because my clothes is color. I believe that if you try it on, you'll have that feeling that I had when I was making it, feeling that, all right, look at me. I am, you feel, you get a feeling of fulfillment, confidence pops into you because that's the way I feel. You know, I, I'm unstoppable. I am gorgeous. Look at, you know, people will co definitely compliment you when you wear my clothes. That is a fact. And I know we ladies, we love compliments when we put on our beautiful clothes from anybody. And that is the feeling that I want every lady that is wearing my dress to feel, feeling of fulfillment, happiness and all. And um, yeah, my new collection really is all about what I see. So when I was creating it, you know, thinking about the whole thing that's ha that has happened the past two, three years, and I took a step back, I thought, I recollected, and I asked my question, what do I see? And over the years, when I was creating, coming, coming into creating this collection, I put things that I have seen over the past two years, and I decided to choose happiness. I decided to focus oh, on I love that thing, happiness. of course. I, happiness. Yeah, yeah. And I, I channeled it into this collection. So it's beautiful. It's vibrant. The colors are not scary. They're beautiful. And um, yeah, and that's one of the things that inspired me. So um, my website at the moment, it is running, but you can't, you won't find this collection on it because I am rebranding. So it's ejgriffin.com. I am rebranding. Hopefully by three weeks time, I think you told me it will be running. But anybody that wants to support me, I am on Instagram, DM me, or you can email me my email address. I'm sure it's in my um, details on um, Instagram. Yes. So, And also in the yeah. show notes, we'll have everything in the show notes as well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm on Instagram, EJ Griffin, Facebook, Twitter, all EJ Griffin. And yeah, I hope that the ladies will be the women, the ladies, the young ladies will appreciate my work and support me. <laughs> This has been such an inspiring conversation. EJ, I am ready to do a little wedding dress crashing thanks to you and your <laughs> brilliant tips. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you, Sadie. Thank you so, so much. Actually, this is my first podcast and I will tell you, I had a blast. I love it. I love the topics. I love the questions and how you made me feel comfortable. Thank you so, so much, Sadie. Thank oh, you. Such a treat. Thanks again, <laughs> thank EJ. Thanks, Sadie. That was such a glorious creative chat. I loved it. So inspiring. Thank you so much, EJ. I am, I'm going to really think about how I can make an everyday piece from my wedding gown. I think that would be a lot of fun, a good challenge for me, like a nice, you know, casual romper. And I want to know about you. What are you imagining now with your wedding dress or your ring or your veil? You'll have to DM me or email me. And I definitely want you to send me some photos and I want to see what you create. Well, all of this conversation about recreating something new from something old is making me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to 
Today's tip to happiness is never stop reimagining what's possible. I know with everything that is going on in the world today, it is so easy to feel discouraged and to feel limited, but I want you to allow yourself this week to reimagine what's possible and to dream. I loved talking to EJ today about all the possibilities from just one dress, from just one ring, from just one veil. I believe if you can have an open mindset of what something can become, you have so many more options. A wedding dress is more than just a wedding dress. It can be whatever you want it to be, like EJ said today. And from your vision, you can recreate it, which transfers to your life, right? I want to share a delicious quote from the book, Life Reimagined by Richard Leader. He writes, each of us is an experiment of one free to find our own path in this new phase of our lives. No old rules, no outdated societal norms, no boundaries of convention or expectation. I love that. So yes to reimagining your wedding dress and your wedding ring and what they can mean to you now and keep reimagining your life and all of its possibilities after divorce. There is so much opportunity to create in this new chapter and this act two. So treat yourself this week to reimagining, to dreaming about different areas about your life and just see, just see what creative ideas arise about what you can now create in your act two. And I have a feeling that this exercise will lead to some delicious discovery and perhaps some spicy out-of-the-box fun and most definitely to more happiness. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net, to download Sadie's Eight Tips to Happiness, and you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit Buy Me a Coffee dot com backslash Sadie Marie and you can buy me a cup or two online and I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host Sadie Marie and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.